to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 381 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Uh, Let's get into it. Yeah. Randomness, technology, life. Here we go. Uh, All that good stuff. Hey, what have you been up to this week? Working and stretching. Stretching and working. So, you you know, I had complained that I hurt my back the other week. Yes. Turns out all my muscles are tight as anything. Mm. And so... My quads are really tight. My hamstrings are really tight. <clears throat> Glutes. So my knee hurts. My back hurts. It's just an old fella thing. Um, I'm trying to get ACC to buy me a spa pool, but um, I don't think that's going to happen. Good so, luck. yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, but I did have some amusing, um, an amusing night last night. I think I mentioned it to you or I, I text you or whatever. But, um, mm. yeah, I was making dinner about 630 News on TV and boom, all the lights off. Everything went off. I was like, God damn it. And I look around, as you do, and what threw me first was the mouse light was still on on my computer. Oh, right. But it must be like residual uh, energy or something. So I grab a torch, whatever, uh, check the fuse box. Everything's on. They're all automatic except one that's got a wire in it. But I'm like, can't be just that because it's everything. Like. Usually the power goes down on, you know, the outlets, but not the lights or whatever, Mm. vice versa. But everything went off. So I walk outside. So there's um, my my place is three three apartments downstairs, three upstairs. I'm in the front bottom, and I go to outside, look up, and yeah, I can see the lights on the top uh, couple just from where I am uh, still on. I'm like, God damn it! Go back, check the fuse, take that one out. Looks all right. And then I go back out of sight again and see a flashlight and the next door lower one is off as well. But then the back lower one is on and the top one is on. So um, that's all right. And then realized that next door, I heard somebody next door and he was outside like in a separate house. He was outside his place. I was like, ah. So I rang uh, Trust Power and Fault. And he goes, oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, hang on. Are you near Knighton Road? It's just come through. Power, power uh, un- unplanned outage affecting 33 homes. You're uh, one of them. Yeah, you're one of them. And it'll be you know, up to four hours. I'm like, nice. okay. Well, normally I'm in bed. I try to get to bed by 7 if I because I get up at 2.30. So, yep, time to go to bed with a Kindle and read for a bit. So, yeah. Anyway. Exciting. Probably hey, not uh, that exciting, but it just it goes to show. I tell you one thing that is hey, um, is worth remembering: Zippos are shit lighters to have as a spare thing. Yeah, because they the gas will expire. So in an emergency, you've got to go and find the freaking um, lighter fluid and then stoke it up before you can use it in the dark. Do you know how hard that is? It's really hard. I have no idea what you said. This uh, connection is absolutely. Yeah, I I yep. get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're lagging. Uh, we're pretty certain the recording works okay. It's just uh, we sometimes miss out on the conversation. Yeah, makes it awkward. So uh, we might call this uh, awkwardness like technology now. in life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I went to your work the other week, uh, brought bulk cheese. Uh, what were they doing in the car park? I forgot to ask you. Oh, 
that car park used to flood every winter. Uh, so the back, the back part of it, uh, the staff didn't want to park there because no. it'd be two inches deep. So mm-hmm. yeah, they, they put drainage all the way through. So, uh, it's just opening up now. They've got to paint the lines again, but, um, we can use it now. It's been, been months that we've been, the staff have been parking on the field next door. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but the, um, uh, yeah, no, the, that fridge freezer is uh, just about done. So they're starting to turn it on uh, next week, and it takes oh. two weeks to turn it on. So the freezer holds 200 pallets, and the chiller part in front of it holds another 40. Whoa. So uh, it's a pretty big big unit. But it's going to take them three days to get uh, three weeks to get it down to temperature, two to three weeks. That Cause, is surprising. Because if they turn it on and put it on freezing, all the concrete will crack. So they've got to bring it down stage by stage in oh, temperature. Yeah, okay. I never thought of that. It's I, that just fascinated me. I was like, "Holy crap!" Oh yeah, yeah that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I had this thing saved weeks ago about this top New Zealand YouTuber. Did I tell you about it? I don't think so. I I don't think so. He's an old man that lives in Tokoroa. You definitely didn't tell me about. It. <laughs> His name's not Frank, is it? No. No, Bruce. You know who I'm thinking of, though. Yes. Oh, is he out Tokoroa? Oh, he's out of town. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, So this dude is 69 years old. He has two YouTube channels. Um, He's had 140 million views already. Um, He's got 440,000 subscribers. And he uses his YouTube money uh, instead of the pension. He doesn't get the pension. And what he has is he has a little airfield that he flies. He flies uh, what? Sorry, I missed that. Radio-controlled airplanes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and all these people come to fly from his little airstrip. He says it's enough to pay the bills. He got lots and lots of views real recently because it's the title is Russian Helicopter Unexpected Ending. And this big Russian helicopter is coming in over trees and it's like doo, 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 and it looks amazing and then you see him just standing there controlling it because it's just a radio it's a very very accurate radio controlled helicopter that's so cool that's who you need for a movie now um yeah i know adam for his feature film was after a helicopter so oh, maybe this guy's the, the man that's the thing you want to use for part of it yeah you have to get him to model a i think it was a westpac um, life. What do they call it? The whiskey, yeah, rescue whiskey. helicopter. Helicopter. Yeah, yeah. He said some of the models cost up to five figures, but he can't throw too much money in there and hope it comes back down. He just promotes it, but he's been consistent. He started posting in two thousand and six, and YouTube only existed in two thousand and five. Good yeah, on so, him. So good he, on re- him. Yeah, he reviews some, and then he has um, some jet ones. So yeah, good dude. Sweet. No, that sounds good. I probably would not check that out. Um, I just don't want to go down that aircraft rabbit hole. Uh, I've got friends who are like mad nuts. Old, old friends are mad nuts on aircraft, like all sorts of stuff. And you could, I could see them just spending hours watching that YouTube channel. But yeah, I've got this one. That did you hear the story about? Now it's now it's disappeared off me. Uh, the story about what's his name, Biniam Gourmet. No, I don't so know he, he. This is a couple of weeks old now, I think. But um, he 
made history by being the first black African to win a leg on, I think it was any cycling tour. You know how they do the stages, you know, and he won a stage. And the first black African to do that, he took the gyro leg or gyro leg uh, win in um, Italy. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so he did that and they do the whole podium thing. Yeah, yeah. And he does this with a champagne, pops it, takes his eye, not out, but it damages it, and he had to go to hospital. I don't think he managed to go to the next stage. Oh, my God. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh because that's not funny, except that it's really funny. (laughs) And did this happen recently? Sorry. This was... um, 18th May, so it's about a week ago. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep. Right. yep. Talking about records and aviation, why not? I read this story. This guy in 1972, he set the record for the highest altitude reached uh, ever in a helicopter. 72, um, did you say? 1972, yeah. That's a while yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, he got to 40,280 feet. Holy crap. But to do that, like they um they removed all the seats, they removed everything out of the helicopter, they removed almost all his control, all his dials, all the instruments. They replaced the fuel tank with a little tiny fuel tank, and then once they started the engine, they removed the battery and starter motor. Right? Wow. So okay, he- yeah, that's so, that's that's a mission. Yeah. What, yep. what could go wrong? So anyway, off he goes. Uh, he goes all the way up. And then basically the engine couldn't deal with it. So the engine shut down and turned off. Right. So then he started coming down with an unpowered landing. So he's got the record for the longest, the highest unpowered helicopter landing as well. Yeah. So you've got auto rotation, I think they call that's it. That. it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Auto rotation. But as he's coming down, it, everything froze over. So he couldn't see. He could just see a little bit of a sun. He wasn't sure when he was going to come out of the clouds. He has no dials because they had to remove all of them. Yeah. So is that dude nice. still alive? Uh, it sounds like. Because that's a while ago. So I wouldn't. No, he, he, di- he died at age 90. Oh, yeah. 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 So he, uh, in 2011, he held another record as well for something else to do with a helicopter. But, um, yeah, good dude and managed to survive. I don't think anybody could beat that, to be honest. Like, barring a significant technological uh, advance, right? So I don't know whether those dual rotator, no, that would be heavier. That wouldn't help. I reckon they could probably do it with a better engine maybe. To and get maybe Kevlar wings so that or, – or, Blades, blades, helicopter blades. Yeah. If they're lighter, um, but and, and maybe a Kevlar frame. Um, maybe, but it's just sort of like I don't know why anyone would would want to do that. But, but. that's the thing, though. Who's going to give? I, I think nowadays, far more than the seventies, there's that insurance aspect. You yeah, know, yeah. nobody's going to let him do it. <laughs> For all yeah. sorts of different reasons, like you'll land on somebody, you're going to die, everybody's going to die, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I but in the seventies, we didn't worry about those things. I learned about that record and the other record. Did you see the Auckland teenager has probably broken the record? It still has to be confirmed for the most Lego train carriages. <laughs> 
most Lego train carriages in what? That, uh, that can get pulled along a track for more than for 10 metres. Right, by the Lego engine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Or, mu- right. or multiple Lego engines, I'm not too sure. So this 14-year-old, um, Alex Blong, he did it at Auckland Transport right next to the railway station. Oh, yeah. And um, there was a whole bunch of people there, and they, they had to video the Did they, like, thing. sponsor him, the railway? Or- uh, it was sort of... He got support from the All Blocks Lego user group, Auckland Transport, and Auckland One Rail. Um, yeah. So I don't know what they actually helped with. I think they, you know, gave them the space and stuff. The old record was 69 carriages. He used 101 carriages. Wow. And, and to do that, he had to buy about $8,000 worth of Lego. Yeah, that's where the sponsorship comes in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> took him up, it, yeah. Well, he made most of his money from his streaming business where he opens Pokemon card packs. Oh, my God. You've, you've, you've seen that, eh? I've, I've heard about it. So I, I, I heard it mostly from my first million type references. Yeah, so these people stream on Twitch and they have collectible cards, usually Pokemon or some other popular one, and they're like, this is the packet. Who wants to bid on it? And these people bid on it, whatever, and then they open it and go, this is what you got. And then they send it to you. Yeah. And it's it's just I it's another one of those things where if you said that ten years ago, uh people would think you're crazy. Maybe I still ago. think it's a bit crazy. But anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, each their own. It's not hurting anyone. No, it's not hurting anyone. I'm just it's amazing what people can spend money on. Yeah, I got a, a little news story here from again from a couple of weeks ago, but it's really again, it's just the headline that got me. Mm. Uh, scientists say that Japan's plan to dump nuclear waste into the Pacific Ocean may not be safe. Well, if I mean may, that's good. <laughs> Don't, if it just has may, we it I think may we not should, be safe. We should take the risk. We should. Uh, so the subtitle then says a panel of scientists has identified critical gaps in the data supporting the safe discharge of wastewater into the Pacific. I don't know if you need to look at the data or just uh, have a think about what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, just say that again. Nuclear waste into the ocean. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> I'm assuming it's in like a tomb or encased. No, I um, I did read this before, but I, I, I've forgotten. Yeah, through. so they reckon that they, they're concerned about some of the um, um, radioactive compounds being absorbed into the food system Mm, because a radioactive isotope can bind to phytoplankton. Nice. And through the phytoplankton, uh, it'll it'll go through microscopic plants that are consumed by mollusks, which are consumed by small fish, which is consumed by other fish, and which eventually are consumed by us. And then probably binds to the plastic that we're going to eat as well from the fish. Yeah, so see, uh, this is a quote. Things like mercury in fish are now of an international concern. Radionuclides will be the same. So, nice. uh, yes. And also in, with uh, uh, climate change, it says, as temperatures go up, many chemicals become more interactive. They may become a little bit different in terms of the way they break down. So these are all other things we need to consider. 
So anyway, but yeah, I would have thought Japan was a little bit um, smarter than uh, wanting to do that. And I believe that the what they're talking about is a lot of that Fukushima uh, water, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that they've sense. got to get rid of. Um, but yeah, dumping it in the Pacific Ocean, dude, not a great idea. Hey, I got a question for you. Yep, you're on Tinder. You see somebody <laughs> you like. You talk to them for a uh, couple of weeks, I think. All right, you've already lost me because I've never had a conversation on Tinder longer than two or three yeah, um, minutes. Chats. Um, but uh, what's the furthest you'd travel to uh, meet this person? Well, I have done one Tinder and met them in town here. I would consider going to the other side of town. Okay. A Scottish man travels 7,563 kilometers for a Tinder date. Right. That's halfway around the planet, isn't it? How? Yep. He's he's in Scotland. His name's Paddy. Yeah. And um, of course it is. Yeah. And she this girl is in Wisconsin in the US. And she sort of said, Hey, do you want to come to a wedding? And he's like, Okay. And then they both sort of TikTok video him. He sort of goes, Oh, here's my luggage, I'm off. And she's like, Oh my god, he's coming. And then they sort of meet up. Yeah. So, how, did, how did it turn out? Does it say? They, it said they met up and they explored Chicago and went to the wedding. And they can't wait to see videos of her first trip to Scotland, apparently, her, the fans. So I don't know how uh, influential these people are or not. Yeah, now, God, it, there's so many levels and layers to everything now. Because you've heard about this Kardashian wedding, the three-part wedding. Nah. Okay, I, I don't even know. It's one of the Kardashians. I don't know. Matter. I don't it, care. It doesn't oh, matter which one. Just yeah, it doesn't matter. So, yet. but what I heard, like it was on the news while I was making dinner the other day or something, mm. and they had a a a, tri- a, a a practice wedding. Of course, of course. Uh, in like wherever New York or freaking yep. California, who knows yeah. wherever. And then they did the so, and they had a few people there. Then they did the actual go up and sign the marriage certificate, like with a few friends. Like oh, right, yeah. The okay. actual wedding wedding, if you will. Yeah. And then they had the big wedding in uh, some port in, uh, I think it was Italy, mm. and it's sponsored by, I don't know, Dolce & Gabbana and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, you do realise that this is not a wedding. This is a commercial activity at this point. Oh, and it was just like. It's just so it's it's crazy. I mean, who are these people? Like, well, I mean, the whole thing's crazy. Uh, I mean, the first it starts off because one of them gets filmed in an adult film by some random dude on a phone, and then the mum pimps out that video, and that was the whole start of their whole empire. Yeah, um, I've been listening to um, a, a a podcast, and it was going through it's two parter. Going through some of that back history of uh, Damon John, you know who that is. No. He's one of the Shark Tank guys. He's a oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah Mister Dude, yeah, Mister Black Dude, eh? Yeah, yeah, and he started Fubu. Yeah, I yeah, never yeah. knew what Fubu stood for. Actually, it's for us by us. Yeah, and it was yeah, because yeah. the hip hop community kept trying to use um, like the we're proper Europe uh, European brands, and the brands didn't want to know them. Like. Uh, Mm. So they started doing their own thing, and he called it F-U-B-U, for us, by us, FUBU. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he um, he met 
the Kardashians, yeah. and he said he'd um, help them um, get into TV and break through and all that. Mm. And he signed on as, I think, a producer for them or, or something along those lines. And then they are, um, the network offered him Shark Tank and he turned them down because he said, uh, I'm going to do this thing with this family. And these guys were like, you're going to waste your time with a family nobody's ever going to hear yeah. it, know of and all this sort of thing. Crazy. And he, of course, he had the right instincts. They blew up. I still don't get it, but okay. No, no one does. But um, Chloe Kardashian um, heard that he turned down Shark Tank for it, um, for her and uh, fired him. Oh, wow. Fired him so that he could do for Shark Tank. She goes, no, you're going to do way better in Shark Tank. We'll we'll oh be fine. You'll be better on Shark Tank. You're fired. Go and do that. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. That uh, was just, the coolest thing I've ever heard about a Kardashian, actually. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really going to bring this up, but uh, I just brought up Damon John, and um, he's in the news right now, actually. Oh, is he? he? Uh, yeah, he's off. He offered to pay for the the funeral cost for the security guard killed in the massacre in America, and you're probably going to go, which one? Because there's so many of them. <laughs> the supermarket one. The Buffalo one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Tops supermarket. Yep, yep. Yeah, because there was another freaking the school shooting yesterday or day before or whenever it was. Yep, Yep. so dude turns 18. He goes out, buys two AR-15 rifles. Next day, goes gets almost 400 rounds of ammunition and uh, locks himself in a classroom and blows everyone away in the classroom. Uh, After killing his grandmother, apparently. Oh, yeah, he posted that online and then shot her in the head. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I just... Imagine going into a classroom and every single person and child just blown away. Like, uh. so um, uh, there, I saw a, a segment of a senator's speech. I think it was a senator in the states. You know, yeah. po- he spoke a few hours after this happened or came became public, and he um, he was in the I think he was in the area of Sandy Hook. Like that's his area that's where he lives or whatever and he said he used he went to visit them a few times and the kids were so traumatized from sandy hook that they had a a a a trigger word or whatever if they started getting upset they would just say monkey monkey and one of the teachers and they had a whole uh, staff of support people would take them away and talk and they're talking about you know, my friend got shot next to me and died and I had to step over their body to get out and all that sort of stuff. And we're talking about six-year-olds. It's like, that is so fucked up. Like, ugh, doesn't so make happen. So they have a school massacre in Scotland and they change all the laws and there's never been anything since. They have a massacre in Australia, they change all the laws, blah, blah, blah. And literally, they're all going through the motions of just saying this shouldn't happen but literally they do not care. They don't There's, give a shit. No. They don't give a shit. And, and, I, and, and it's so, it so makes me laugh because they keep going on about being pro-life. If they're pro-life, they'd get rid of the guns as well. But no, I, it's the pro-life crowd that want to stop the abortions and get the guns. Like, And I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know. We're not in America, and I don't know what all the Americans think. I don't know if it's just a third of the population or whatever, but from here, it's so crazy. I really hope there's an app or something where I can just block shootings from America uh, on any news site so I never have to see it because it's just stupid. Um, seeing what we've heard recently, and I, I'm talking about the uh, Behind the Bastards Kissinger 
um, series and all that. Yeah. Do you think it's just um, karma where Americans have gone overseas and killed like totally wasted families and kids and stuff everywhere else? It's just now they're just doing it to themselves and it's sort of karma. Yeah, maybe. I think the country's too big. I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, I wonder if like that should have been all split up into little countries. Yeah, well, in any other time, they would each state would be a country and they yeah, are yeah. almost countries. They right? almost are. Cause and and, and I, I still think it will split again because like California is being held back with all, all that stuff. You know, like Kentucky and, and California are have the same amount of representation in government or whatever. And one's like the biggest, uh, bigger than economy than all the others. Yeah. Um, and the other ones, uh, I say Kentucky, I really don't know which is which, but yeah, some of them have like a fraction of the population, fraction of the output, a fraction of the production. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you've got Windows upgrade on here. What's, uh, what's happening? Oh, God. You know, it's really annoying when you turn on the computer, right, and it says, uh, stand by, we are going to um, upgrade. This may take a few minutes. It may restart several times. Mm. So it's annoying, right? I've, I've been annoyed by that before. However, on well, what day was it? I think it was Tuesday morning. Get to work. So I get up at 2.30, do my stretches, have breakfast, get to work, get to work just before 4, get in there, open the building, turn the lights on go to the computer, and my first job is to manifest or print the manifest for all the trucks so we know yeah, what's, yeah. where no, the dri- drivers know where they're going and we know what um, children frozen to put on board because the um, night crew have already loaded the, the ambient. And, oh, Windows is updating. So we've got to get these trucks away by 6 o'clock. I'm at about 10 past, quarter past four by this stage, turn the computer on, and Windows is updating. It was updating for an hour. What? That's crazy. So, like, we're like, we can't do anything. So I'm like, okay, uh, you know, get all the runs. They've got labels on them already. Put them next to the trucks. Just get them out of the freezers. Get them next to the trucks and, and just wait. And as soon as we can print this, we can check them off and put them in the right order into the yeah. truck, which is what we do. Um, yeah. It, but it's the first time that a critical Time elements like we have to get this done, we have to get it done now has just been held up by Windows. Not saying no update me freaking later button. Um, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, God damn. Anyway, that's why I wrote that then. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. Good, good, good. We'll end with some cryptomaniac, cryptomaniac cats, maybe operating in a gang, thieving stuff from people. KKK Cryptomaniac Kitty Club. Anyway, yeah, sorry. (laughs) An an attempt was made. Um, (laughs) So there's these two cats uh, that were living next to each other in Tauranga. And one of them's been stealing for seven years and one's been stealing for 14 years. (laughs) (laughs) And they think they've been getting together and prowling around and stealing stuff. Is the older one called Fagin? Uh, (laughs) No, should be. No, one's called Gary, <laughs> and and the other one's called Snow. They well, moved. What did they steal? Uh, one of them stole thirty pairs of socks in one week. God, damn. Uh, it will take. It'll come in with one sock and then disappear and come back with the matching sock. Uh, one of them apparently brought a kitchen mop back. 
That's that's industrious. Someone turned up with a KFC work shirt. They've got a Facebook page called Gary's Antics, and she posts all the stuff that Gary brings home just in case somebody has decided to, uh, so yeah, pinch gardening gloves, um, brought in over 10 pairs over the years, bags and bags of clothes. Um, yeah, just keep bringing stuff home all the time. Well, I suppose, unless it's not killing native birds. But in the comments, somebody goes, have they not thought of locking the cats in at night? That might slow it down. I don't know. Yeah, yeah let's not birds. Anyway, that brings us to the end of another uh, enthralling episode of the <laughs> podcast. Hey, don't be laughing. I, I'm <laughs> laughing because of the lag and stuff. It just doesn't seem that uh, that impressive this we time. Will see, we will see how well it goes together when I sort it out later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.